Hello and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod Welk. And I am Annie Creekbaum. Diamond Creekbaum. I just want to preface this entire episode by saying that there was a big leak in our kitchen and so there is someone repairing this leak while we record the podcast and it's going to be loud and it's going to be distracting and it unfortunately kind of is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> you're literally not listening because you're filing your nails. <laughs> well, if you're doing odd jobs in the background, this is a beauty podcast. True, but that's just a tough does this, sound. Does this that's sound t- nice to anyone? No, it literally gives me the chills. Literally nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> literally nails on an emery board. Yeah, I'm trying to do my nails. I don't know. I just kind of let them grow too long. And I started a, taking um, a ceramics class and they're really getting in the way. <laughs> On the wheel or like a hand-building one? Hand-building. I hate the wheel. I think the wheel is – I don't know what the wheel thinks it is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the wor- It's cumbersome. It's the fucking worst. During COVID, I started taking private ceramics lessons from Seth Meyers' instructor. No, not Seth Meyers. Seth Rogan's instructor. Wow. Yeah. And he was like pretty impressed with how good I was, but it was an hour and a half drive and he could really only do it on the weekdays. And that was a very like mid COVID idea and also pre baby, I should say. Yeah. I think I remember you doing that now. It was so much fun. Yeah. I had a boyfriend that like his ambition in life was to move to an hour north of LA and buy a ceramic wheel. And I was like, I hate this. I can't. I love ceramics so much. I think it's great. They asked what I wanted to make. I didn't know. I'm just winging it. We're doing some hand building. Where are you taking it? Where in the city? It's in my neighborhood. It's like a new studio that just opened. So it's like very clean. The last studio I went to when I tried to do it on the wheel was covered in dust, super claustrophobic, underground. I feel like everything in New York is like underground, like gyms are underground. This place is not. This place is nice. It's nice and open. People were friendly. How long is the class? Two and a half hours. No, no. Like how many sessions do you get? Oh, eight weeks. But I have to miss two. I'm going to be out of town. I don't know what I was thinking. That's so fun though. I think that's like a very cool way to like challenge yourself in a new way and like be creative in a different way. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also, you know, we'll save it for our gift guide, which we'll be compiling next week. But a great present for someone who works in a creative industry is like an art class that's exactly like that. It could be like a live drawing class or a ceramics class that like forces them to like get out of the house one day a week at night. Yeah. You know what else I really like? Paint pens with their fragrance. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, I got another sound for you, Nick. (laughs) Are you just saying that to make me feel bad that I didn't get the Byredo gift pack? Ooh. That's a good one, right? That's a good one. Yeah. So Byredo did launch a new fragrance called Mumbai Noise, Mm -hmm. which at first I was like, oh, that's a complicated name. But then I remembered that Ben Gorham, who is the founder, is half Indian from India. Which is where that city is. Which is where Mumbai is. Correct. So it's not like when Rodarte made like Juarez colored (laughs) eyeshadow, which which was really... Remember that? Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah, that was even before like people really knew to look for this kind of stuff and to know that it was not kosher. <laughs> yeah, Can no, that, that was that was yeah, that was before like cancel culture, like capital C, capital C. 
And it was just when they were like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll do like a MAC Cosmetics eyeshadow line with like dusty, dirty colors and call them after cities in Mexico. In Mexico. So fucked. I know. But they like quickly took it off the shelves. Well, this fragrance smells great. It's very woodsy. That was my big question was like, what does Mumbai noise smell like? It smells like manly in a good way. You know, when you like, there's a fragrance with the word cowboy in it. It's almost like that, but no, there's not leathery notes. I guess it's like coffee beans, but I get mostly wood smells. Is it sweet and spicy? Nope. Chai tea or anything? No. Mm -mm. Nope. You know what? I have it right here. Oh my God, the sound effects that you're doing are so good. It's so nice. I really like it. It smells like a man. I think this is like what Ben Gorham, this is what I imagine he smells like. Not to like, you know, make it about that. We know he's sensitive to his (laughs) shirtless photo. (laughs) Yeah, it smells great. I think everybody should actually get it. Speaking of gift guide. We're going to be doing a multi-part gift guide in the next few weeks. We're going to have some special guests. We're going to try to resurrect some from the proverbial graveyard. The podcast death. Oh, you know what? You know who gets to ask for gift advice? Our Patreon listeners. I have a question. Should we get into top stories? Well, didn't you have an arts and culture? Oh, I mean, I just wanted to like talk about the season finale, final fourth reunion episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I know that the overall consensus was that we didn't need to recap The Real yeah, Housewives. So I'm not going to recap it. I'm just going it. to say a few things, which is that at the end of it, Erica Girardi, it's all about Erica and like what she knew or what she didn't know about Tom Girardi's legal issues and alleged crimes. And she says at the end of the fourth hour long reunion that she was like, I hope everyone now feels that I like came here and I was honest and like, I just like was real. And like, I turned to my husband. I was like, wait, she literally said nothing this entire time. She just like is defensive and weird. And I thought her whole thing was like, I wasted four hours of my life in the reunion. She answers all the questions. There's very few that she says she can't comment on, but it's just like, she says she had no idea. She says that she's trying to like cooperate with the investigation and she can't really express sympathy for the victims, the alleged victims, because I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, that was my arts and culture. (laughs) I feel (laughs) fulfilled. This definitely beats my visit to the Whitney last weekend in terms of Oh, did you see the Jasper Johns show? I did see the Jasper Johns show. This guy was prolific. He's still alive. Well, but he has been prolific through his He has been up until this point. I think it was okay. I said was. I did see current photos of him. Very handsome guy. Yeah, listen, he... (laughs) American art. I mean, I know that that's the whole museum. My favorite room, my brother lost me for like an hour because I was just sitting in... There's a little theater for Calder. I guess I did more like cartoony toys. So he's the guy everybody knows, the mobiles that he built. He also does really incredible line drawings. I actually bought an X, a print, and biggest regret of my entire love life was giving that to him. Anyway, he did this like circus-themed exhibit where he would basically perform his little circus dolls. Very interesting. 
I don't know. You have to go and watch it. I stayed in there for, I think it couldn't have been an hour long, maybe like half an hour. And it shows him just showcasing his little like circus toys that he made. And I loved it. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. There's also the, the John show has a really great book, like an exhibition book that you can buy on the Whitney's website if you can't see the show. Save it for the gift guide. Oh, right. I, okay, I will. <laughs> Top stories time. Nick, we have a theme. I've been noticing a theme in the beauty industry as of late, and that is giving up. Throwing Explain in the towel. what you mean. I think people talk about entrepreneurship at all costs and just constantly growing. If you look, you know, this line chart should just be a constant upward slope. But the reality of life is you win some, you lose some. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to lower expectations. One thing I really appreciate about myself is I started doing Pilates again. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. And I just lay there, you know? Yeah. I always say you can never fail if you don't try. Thank you. Yeah, see, that's great. <laughs> but tell me how this applies to the beauty industry, please. Well, okay, two things have been happening. One, this is interesting to me because I hear I am not a beauty influencer or a celebrity. And it can be challenging raising money for a business if you do not have a built-in audience. People seem to think that that can be a silver bullet in terms of sales and growing a company. And we see these big beauty YouTubers launching makeup lines. And, you know, I think the assumption is they're just going to be wildly successful because they have a highly engaged audience. People will buy whatever they make. But I think we've seen a few of these brands stumble over the past few years. It was just announced on Trend Mood 1, our favorite beauty news Instagram account, that Tati... A.K.A. Tati Westbrook, A.K.A. Glam Life Guru. She has 8.7 million YouTube subscribers She's been on Nine million. for 10 years. Nine million. She's one of the OG OGs. OG OGs. It was just announced that her line of cosmetics is folding. This was posted on her cosmetics Instagram handle. It was kind of weird. It said this, the following. Tati Beauty is now closed. <laughs> Thank you for all of your support and the amazing memories. Exo Tati. And the reason behind the closure was, she said, COVID-related financial issues plus ongoing litigation that has, quote, really impacted my life in full. So that kind of T-boned everything, and here we are. Okay, so this is total speculation, and I don't want to get looped into this litigation, but litigation does that have to do with the whole James Charles mess it doesn't say oh it's a lawsuit surrounding her other brand the vitamin line halo beauty well they're facing a lawsuit brought by halo beauty co-founder and former business partner Clark Swanson in October 2020 apparently this past June Westbrook had to sell her Los Angeles house and condo to support the ongoing litigation Oh, no. God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't wish that on anyone. Well, that's really disappointing to hear. I mean, you know, for me, these stories, another one that came out this week was, this is me speculating, but it's actually not speculation because there are two facts here. One is that Jaclyn Hill, another OG beauty YouTuber, millions, millions, millions of followers, her beauty line that launched last year, we actually covered it on the show, all of the mishaps 
surrounding the quality of her products. A lot of people were getting lipsticks with tiny fibers inside of them. There's a lot of chatter about her hairy lipsticks. Her beauty brand has had some ups and downs since its launch even, but it was just announced that she's now going into what I like to call the casual beauty game, which are like gold-plated CZs, chains, dangly earrings, hoops. I mean, you guys know the brands. But she is now going into that game, which is interesting. She's diversifying her portfolio. Who knows what will come of her line? Who are some of the big YouTubers with like very successful makeup brands? I would say Jeffree Star uh, is kind Jeffree of the Star, Teflon of the makeup yeah. world, right? Yeah, Jeffree Star, I think, continues to be super successful. Of course, it's a private company and he doesn't have outside investment as far as I am aware. So it could not be doing that well. We have no insight into it. Other brands that I think do really well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I hear a lot about James Charles's like sister's apparel. I feel like that might do well just because I hear it a lot. But I think it's one thing to like watching someone's videos. It's another thing to want to wear their T-shirt. It's crazy to me to think that you would watch these beauty gurus and follow all their advice over the years and buy all the products they recommend. And then they launch a line and they actually make their own but they don't succeed. But I guess at least for Tati, it sounds like there were like some pretty major factors at play. Another weird brand that was here and gone was... Reflect. Reflect, which I had never heard of until I saw this story about them shutting down less than two weeks after their launch. So there's this gamer influencer named Rachel or Rachel Hofstetter. I know now our housekeeper is here too. So just bear with me, guys. I guess her Twitch or like gaming name is Valkyrie. So she and this company called Ideavation Labs designed this brand called Reflect, which was supposed to be helpful to prevent the negative effects of blue light, which is, as we know, like a new hot. There's those blue light glasses to like help with like eye strain. But anyway... Two weeks after this brand launched, Reflect, it shut down. And this is coming from Glossy.co. They were supposed to launch in Ulta. Like this was not like somebody's, you know, small little side hustle. This was a really big endeavor. Ray has 3.6 million Instagram followers, 3.5 million YouTube followers. But something weird happened, obviously, and they folded the brand very quickly Yeah, some people are saying it's because of the quite controversial science, quote unquote science behind like anti-blue light skincare, just that it might be a total crock of shit, basically, sounds like. Other people say that it's more about misogyny and the controversy around the skincare line was a girl in gaming. I don't know. And that they didn't like think she was an expert. You know what I say, though? I kind of say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. If they're worried about drama and hate and social media criticism, and it's only they've only been like, online for two weeks, then maybe this game is not for you. That's what I'm saying. I think there's something else going on here in the background. It doesn't make any sense that they yeah. would develop all these products and obviously like place the PO so they could launch an Ulta. It's probably actual like fake <laughs> research. Like there's probably literally nothing backing up their claims about blue light and they realized that they actually couldn't say it legally. Yeah, maybe they got a letter from the FDA. Something like that must have happened. Or Ulta's regulatory team was like, hold on. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> they picked up a jar from like 
<laughs> a package that was supposed to go out on shelves and they were like, wait, oh, hold on, hold on, we didn't improve this. Yeah, they're like, this says what? That this prevents like wrinkles caused by computer glow? This is not a thing. And other giving up news or just lowering expectations. So Lauder announced that they had a really great Q1 for 2022, which I still don't fully understand how they split up quarters and years and why Q1 is happening now. But regardless, it is. So despite the fact that they're having a great time, the sales are outstanding. They announced that their projections for sales for 2022 overall they're lowering them. They're saying that, like, they're still dealing with the effects of the global supply chain issues that, you know, we on this podcast won't even shut up about. And they're lowering their expectations for the year as a whole. So I think that that's fair. I think it's, like, fair not to, like, kill your employees and have unrealistic expectations. So bravo, Lauder. Bravo, Lauder. Take a child's pose. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Let's just manage our own expectations for ourselves and the places we work and the companies that we see every day. And for this podcast. And for this podcast, to be honest, last week I could barely speak and this week you can barely hear me. This is another Women's Wear Daily article about Addison Rae, the TikTok influencer who has already a makeup brand called Item Beauty. Now she's launching a fragrance collection. And I just really like this quote that she gave Women's Wear Daily as to why she's doing fragrances. Quote, progressively, as I've gotten older, I've been super interested in fragrance. It's such a different area to put yourself into and get to know and see the behind the scenes. What? That's literally not, that doesn't say anything. That's exactly what I said about my ceramics class. However, analysts quoted by Women's Wear Daily are estimating that the fragrance collection will bring in $14 million what? in the first year. What's the concept behind them? The concept is like, it's called like AF collection. And one is called, no, chill AF, happy AF, and hyped AF. And they're using upcycled materials and there's like mood enhancing claims much like kin i tried my first kin euphoric kin euphoric drink did you feel so much different yeah i was like warned not to drink one at night that it might make me too hyped like feel too crazy to go to sleep so i had one yesterday i did feel insane but i don't know if i was just having a general like (laughs) generalized anxiety because of the state of my life or if it was this like tiny little beverage they're very small Tasted great. Mm, okay. Did it give you like a vaguely French accent? Why would like it Bella? be French? Does she have a va- vaguely French accent? You haven't seen the clips on Instagram of her like after one of like the Paris fashion shows and she's like speaking in a French. Like she's like, oh, like I thought it was uh, marvelous. This collection was to die for, no? Oh, I love it. That's so Hilaria Baldwin of her. I know. That's Hilaria. what I do though. I parrot. I used to have a boss that was, I think, Swedish. Her intonations and the way that she, like, cut words off very quickly and it was, like, very cute. I noticed myself, like, pronouncing words the same as her. It's a very embarrassing habit that I have. I know. I had a friend from high school who went to St. Andrews, which is in Scotland, for college. You know, you go to college in late August, early September. I saw her at Christmas break in early December and she already had, like, a Scottish accent. (laughs) What? No way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. It can happen. People are sponges. We're all sponges. Tell me about this Jennifer Aniston neuron. You sent this to me. You do this to me on every show. 
<laughs> Nick will send me an article and then tell me to, to digest it. What, you tell me. What is this? I'll tell you about it. Neuron? A little over a decade ago, this is according to Quartz.com, a neuroscientist by the name of Rodrigo Quiroga published a paper about discovering the, quote, Jennifer Aniston neuron. He was looking for areas of the brain that caused epileptic seizures, and he discovered instead that one subject had a neuron that steadily fired whenever she was shown a photo of Jennifer Aniston. It didn't fire for other celebrities, but seemed linked to the concept of Jennifer Aniston. Another subject had a Halle Berry neuron, and another one had a Bill Clinton neuron. What the fuck kind of tests were they running? <laughs> Never have I walked into like my brain doctor's office and they've been like, here's a People magazine. Let me measure what happens to your brain. <laughs> this is a study that is really up my alley, where you just like get to read like Us Weekly. Okay, Dr. Rodrigo. But yeah, this is an article. I just found an article from 2012 that also talks about a UCLA neurosurgeon named Yitzhak Fried who also discovered a Jennifer Aniston neuron. <laughs> he noticed that when he showed patients a set of photographs, they came to a picture of Jen Aniston a very particular neuron would begin to flash multiple times when he showed the same patients pictures of Julia Roberts or even a random not famous person, the neuron was quiet. But then when they showed Jen again, it flashed again. But what kind of neuron are we talking about? Is it like a happy response? Is it excitement? Is it contemplative? I don't really know. And the reason why it's coming out now, more than 10 years after this, a lot of this research was done, or about 10 years, is that TikTok has discovered this research. <laughs> oh, God. And what yeah. I find really funny about hands is that, do you know also that TikTok is like, there's a whole sub segment of TikTok people that are trying to get the Menendez brothers freed from prison. I'm not surprised. Like basically TikTokers, very briefly, the Menendez brothers, Lyle and Eric Menendez were some of the biggest like true crime celebrities slash alleged criminals or convicted criminals in the 90s, like in the time period of like Lorena Bobbitt and OJ Simpson. This is when like Court TV was Court TV was blowing up. And I think that the Menendez brothers was one of the first completely televised criminal trials of its type. The two brothers killed their parents and... I think they confessed to it too. But it's all very murky. And during the trial, they basically said that their dad was incredibly physically and emotionally and sexually abusive. And they had family members also corroborating those facts. It's horrible, 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 horrible stuff. However, they were tried separately and then they were tried together. And when they were tried together, they were convicted. But I guess there's not great evidence to convict them. And or TikTok is saying that basically like, it was self-defense that they felt like they were going to get killed or that, you know, their lives were in danger. But so anyway, this has obviously happened in the 90s. They're still in jail, but TikTok is trying to, like, revive the case. I mean, the criminal justice system is fucked up. I agree. These TikTokers are enthusiastic, smart. They care. I think there's a lot of other people that they could be, like looking into trying to help bring some of this energy around for some other wrongfully convicted people that are currently stuck in the justice system. Seriously. We have one very exciting piece of news. Let's get it. <sighs> Two of our favorite brands, Croc and Uggs. Croc and Ugg 
I should say singular, seemingly had one night of passionate love and created Kanye West's newest Yeezy shoe slash boot, which is called the Yeezy NSLTD. It comes in khaki. It is like Ugg on the top and a crock on the bottom, and it's launching in 19 hours. You're refreshing the <laughs> on site Yeezysupply.com. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. It's just like I've tried to buy Yeezy shoes on the site before, and it's basically impossible to Still? get something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, like wow. the ugly ones aren't impossible to get, but the cute ones are. Did I tell you I bought a Yeezy Gap hoodie? What do you think? Because there have been very mixed feelings about it. It hasn't come yet. They told me. They were like, hey, you're getting the black one. That's not going to ship till December. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, so like apparently the fit is kind of weird. It's like cropped and bunchy, but that was intentional. I don't know. And then other people are like, this is the color that it shows on the website. And they've done like a side-by-side comparison with the color they got. And it's not similar at all. But I just know it's been a hit for Gap. I've been reading about Gap finally has a hit with Yeezy. Yeah, I mean, it worked on me. I just had to do it because I was surprised that I could. I was surprised that I got to the site before it sold out. So I was just like, well, I'm here. It's here. It would be almost like irresponsible of me not to act on this. And so now I have to wait. I've been waiting three months for a sweater. So there's that. I think it'll be a nice surprise one day. I'm going to get a packet and be like, who sent me this? And I'm going to This actually happened to me where... I still get the push notifications when a new Supreme collection launches. And like the other day I got one and I like was able to check out with two things I did not want from Supreme. (laughs) And so now I have them and I'm like, should I just sell them on Grailed because I have like a box logo sweatshirt and sweatpants? Probably. Do you think that Supreme is kind of on the downtrend? I would think that they'd be considered less cool now that they've sold out, so to speak, and they're not like. Would you a say that indie. they're chuggy? I don't think they're chuggy because I think they're chuggy. I think that young people still like it. I feel like it's over. I feel like it's done. Okay, actually, the sweatpants that I bought on the website a few weeks ago for no reason other than to see if I could get them were one hundred and fifty-eight dollars retail. And on Grailed right now, there are two pairs. One is selling for $555 and the other one's selling for $250. The hooded sweatshirt that I got is selling for about the same price that I bought it for. So (laughs) it might be a wash. Joke's on me. What's the new Supreme? What's the one? Oh, oh, Noah? Noah. Is it though? They love Noah. I would say Palace, but I think Palace is already over. At the Nets game, I saw two NBA players wearing big Palace like jackets. Okay, so maybe that. What else? I was thinking we should maybe start covering fashion. Is Amy Leon Doré considered cool? I don't think it's cool, but I know a lot of people do. I've never even heard of them. It's a men's line that's out of New York. A-I-M-E Leon Doré. I just don't. I, it's like too preppy for me. No, I don't know what guys are wearing. I, Carhartt, I feel like Carhartt is like, they don't try to be too cool. They just exist. They have always existed. They will always exist. I appreciate them for that. I'm trying to find a new uh, puffer jacket. Don't know where to look. Oh, and like a little shrunken little sweater, but not the Jacquemus one where you can see the whole like inner yeah. and under boob. I got that Jacquemus sweater in, for men. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? They make one for I, well, men? It doesn't look like that, but it's like bright pink or neon yellow. It's that idea. You got a Giacomo sweater. But it's from the same collection okay. uh, to try on. And it looks kind of cool. It's just so trendy. It's not like classic. <laughs> no, I yeah, I need something just if I get chilly in yeah. the museum. Yeah. Or at, at dinner. I just I need know. something to layer with. Hopefully your Yeezy sweatshirt's going to help with that. Well, who knows when that'll come. I have a really good product of the week. Let's hear so it. So we should probably get to it. My product of the week is something that is for babies, but there's really no reason why moms and dads can't use it either. It is a brand called Bayo, Bare Essential Organics, that is based in LA. It's skincare with minimal ingredients, all organic. They are in aluminum packaging, except for the balm, which is in plastic, but everything else is like they try to be reusable and conscious about that stuff. They have a bath and shampoo soap called Bear Suds, which smells so good. It's geranium and lemon essential oils, and it is not stripping. It's not drying. It doesn't have any colors or fake fragrances, and it just smells delicious. And the baby beauty product market is kind of hard. There's some that are heavily scented, with fake fragrances, and I don't know if I want to subject my baby to that yet. She can choose when she wants to start wearing perfume. And then there's like the organic, natural, unscented stuff, which is no fun. And this is somewhere in between. It smells natural, but sweet and herbaceous in the best way. And it's super gentle. And it's called Bear Suds, and it's $23. You can use it as a adult body wash too. I wouldn't use it on your hair, but I use it on Evie's hair and it's perfectly happy. The brand also makes a booty balm and like a butter and a face stick. It's just really cute. It's really cute stuff. It's a great present for a new mom or new dad. And you can also buy refill bottles, which are like aluminum bottles that you can just switch the pump for. Nice. Bayo.com. B-A-O. E-O.com. O-B-A-E-O. B-A-E-O.com. Typing that out. You won't regret it. I'm already not regretting it. My product of the week, as I mentioned last week or the week before, I have been trying a ton of different foundations. And you know what? The one that I've always liked came out on top. And that is Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. This is like an old great. There's no improving on it. I mean, I, I try. I did the rare beauty. I did everything. And I don't have particularly oily skin. I don't have, like, super dry skin. I do like to have coverage for sure. You can layer it. It looks so natural. It goes on so thin. It's just – it is the best foundation. And they also make a matte version, and I got that too. You don't need it. Just get the luminous silk. It's, like, matte enough. Just do it. There's a reason it's been around forever and everybody loves it. It's really the best. And I also, I got Katie Jane Hughes, who we all know and love, friend of the pod, did a line of brushes and she made one that was like very feathery on the end. It has like more dense bristles at the bottom and then more feathery bristles on the end. It's like a stippling brush almost. And that's what I've been using to apply the foundation and it's so good. 
you use that and then you go in with like a wet beauty blender and then everything just looks like flawless. And where do you get Katie's stuff? So the brush set was actually a collaboration with Spectrum Brushes. And they are, the ones that she gave me were dark green. Oh, here we go. So there's an 11-piece brush set, and then there's a 25-piece brush set. So pick your poison. The brush that I am specifically talking about is number 04. It's really great. I think she actually told me to use it in this exact way. So that's my hot tip. Love it. And with that, we bid you adieu. We have a really fun interview next week related to aesthetic procedures. So if you have any questions, particularly about plastic surgery, actual scalpel and knife type situations, make sure to DM us or email us or find us on Patreon. As always, our patrons will get first dibs on questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Prezant, and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. You can follow us on Instagram at eyewitnessbeauty. You can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. And you can have a really great day. Yeah, have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Bye.